are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later in the episode. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm Rose Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. Glad to have you back. Hey, TGIF. Hope you're having a great end of the week slash Friday. you got good plans ahead and start your weekend right. What are we talking about today? Well, we're going to be discussing rumors. Yes, getting close to that time of the season where rumors are going to start popping up left and right. In this case, a player from the Celtics and also a player from the Warriors. Yeah, we'll see exactly what's going on in the rumor mill for your Spurs. And we're going to go ahead and continue our uh, season preview or review, excuse me, uh, individually styled, you know, in this case, uh, we're going to be looking at Trey Jones. If you missed a couple of ones, we already did. We did Devin Vassell, DeJounte Murray, and Drew Eubanks. Go check it out at Lockdown Spurs um, site. You can find it on Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. It's all there. Go check it out if you missed any. So let's go to dive into this. It's going to bring in our guest, Ty Yeager, another Spurs writer. Ty, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. And are you stirring up the pot again? Are you... You know, uh, being uh, tweeted at in a very negative way since uh, I spoke. The past few days have been a bit have been a bit quiet. I've been I've been busy, so I haven't been able to stir the pot lately. But not lately, it's been a little bit quiet. Uh, how's your back doing? It's uh, it's still my back. It's not it's not great. It's still going. It's been weeks, and I'm still dealing with it. So that's been fun. All right. Well, I'm glad you are feeling better. And I'm glad that you're not stirring the pot because Ty, I hate it when they go, they go at you, man. I can't stand yeah, it. I can, I can handle it. All right. Hey, well, before we start talking about um, the rumor mill, let's go ahead and talk about Trey Jones. Um, rookie season came and went. The flash, you know, short season. Didn't play much, although you and I got to see him in action for the Austin Spurs. That's where we got a really good sense of what he could do on the NBA level once he gets that significant playing time so let's start off with your general thoughts generally what did you think about trey jones whether his limited time in san antonio or the big bulk of the time in austin so just to remind everyone i while trey jones was a second round pick he's more he's first round talent is just the only reason that he fell into the second round was because this that 2019 or 2020 draft was just stacked with point guards in terms of looking at looking lamello and all those other ones but Trey Jones, he he's still talented. He just fell because there was so much of so many so abundance of point guards. So that's why he fell to the second round. And then and in the G League bubble, he showed off why that why he's a first round talent. Amazing defense from him all the way around. And then he's he's shown off some offensive capabilities between his playmaking as a true point guard and showed off some hops that he didn't have in in uh, at Duke. So. Overall, it was a pleasant surprise from what we saw in the G League bubble. And his limited time with San Antonio, we didn't really see much because he didn't really play too many serious minutes. But still, it's Trey Jones has been impressive for the the serious minutes that we've seen him play. It's been really good stuff. He only played 37 games in a San Antonio uniform. He averaged about 7.3 minutes, 2.5 points, 1.1 assists. So again, you know, not you know, fairly great sample size, and you got to figure also that most of those minutes were largely in garbage time, um, tie. So there's that. 
But if you kind of project out the type of guard he could be, he can really be a nice piece for San Antonio moving forward, especially if the team decides to part ways with Patty Mills. If they do that, Ty, if you were to read tomorrow or today or whenever that the Spurs announce that they're not going to bring back Patty Mills, you think that's going to be a sign that it's Trey Jones time? Certainly. I think Trey Jones, if that's the case, Trey Jones is the first point guard off the bench, no matter what. And he's going to bring you the playmaking as a true point guard. He's going to lead your offense and just be your floor general, basically. And on the defensive end, he's going to be a pest. He's going to be all over them. He's going to be stealing, getting steals. In the, in the G League bubble, he averaged 1.4 steals in seven games. So almost two steals at some point. And then... Again, like I said, he's going to be your floor general. He almost averaged a double-double in, in points and assists while in the bubble. And he's just showing, showing off flashy passes and being able to just to find his teammates. And that's there's a reason that that Spurs that Austin Spurs team went 6-1 and one whenever he was playing for them. And it's because of his playmaking. Now, look, a lot of the NBA numbers, you know, you got to take them kind of with a grain of salt considering, you know, the limited amount of time that he played. But when he did get a good chunk of time he produced so go back last year in uh, may 5th game versus uh, utah in utah he got 23 minutes he put up 11 points two rebounds three assists and i like this zero turnovers another game where he had a good chunk of time on that court against phoenix uh, back on may 15th 28 minutes nine points two rebounds five assists just one turnover one foul you, if you project that type of play, you know, whether it be your per 38 of 36 or your per 48, he could prove a valuable commodity for the Spurs moving forward. But I ask you, Ty, even if he gets the time next season, let's just say they kind of relegate Patty either to kind of bubble Patty where he's more of a player coach or they just go ahead and give him the, uh, the first uh, nod off the bench of the guard spot. Do you think he will make waves or do you think he needs another season with Austin? I don't think he needs another season in Austin. I think that no, especially with how the Spurs are going going into this upcoming offseason, I'm really projecting a a much younger lineup. I don't think that they're going to bring back Demar Derozan. They might not bring back Rudy Gay, and I they might bring back Patty Mills. But again, it, these are all expiring contracts, and you got about fifty million dollars in cap space. And with some of the latest rumors that we've heard, they're might they're looking to spend it. So I think the case if whenever he comes next season. I think he's going to be part of the rotation. That's just my opinion, at least just in terms of his defense that he can bring is going to be is top notch. It's capable of going up against some of the, some of the good talent in the league, especially some bench talent. I think he can definitely guard them and having a, having a floor general that comes off the bench for you, whenever DeJounte or Derek comes off the bench, that's a very val- valuable. And I think the Spurs will, will certainly take advantage of it. Yeah, you know, we teased in the beginning of the show how you and I, you know, we were able to watch uh, Trey Jones do his thing with the Austin Spurs, and we were on those uh, conference calls with the team. One thing you picked up on during his play that he's always smiling. That tells me that this guy, either A, you know, he's just having fun, which you can definitely tell, uh, well, at least in the Austin days, or, and B, you know, he's kind of a cool character. You know, he's not going to get flustered. He's not going to get too upset. I think you need that type of mentality at the point guard spot time. You do. And in the end of at the end of the day, this is all a game. And I think Trey Jones really understands that that. And the quote that I can't I don't remember it off the top of my head, but is it's along the lines of that 
he's doing something that not many people else get to do. And he's, he's living a good life that he's been able to give this chance and he's just going to enjoy it. And we, we've seen that we see that energy from Keldon John from Keldon from Lonnie that these guys just have fun while they're on the court and they're just a ball of energy. Trey Jones is no exception to this. So, but that good energy, that good, the good vibes, everyone enjoys good vibes. It's what Patty Mills gives the team. So mm-hmm. having a having our guy give you good vibes is always something that is very underrated. I, I does it concern you that uh, he's maybe on the smallish side? It did at first, but then I saw how he plays defense, and some of the, I don't think he's going to be able to really go guard anyone outside of the one-two position. But man, his his athleticism and his speed really keep him in front of the point guards and already shooting just guards in general. So I'm not afraid. Again, I was afraid of that high at first, but not really now, especially after I saw what he did in Austin. Yeah. You look at, I mean, look, I'm not saying he's the, he's in this mold, but you know, smaller guards can thrive in the league. Look at Trey, uh, the Hawks guy, uh, Trey Young, excuse me, you you know, you know, undersized, but he puts up points, you know, I get it. You know, I mean, you know, Trey Jones may not be the, you know, a young, but uh, you got to figure that size doesn't really matter in the league. If you could just put together a solid game, we're talking with uh, Ty Yeager. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at the Ty Yeager. Uh, Ty, you know, you're looking at Trey Jones, and would you consider him part of this next young core that the Spurs are trying to build? Or do you still think that he's not there yet to be that guy where we're going to lump him in this quote-unquote protective class of Spurs young players moving forward? It was a tough choice for me to pick this week's ultra moment. But it has to be looking back at last season, San Antonio Spurs play. Now I get it. There was too many L's and W's last season, but there were some shiny moments. And I think one of the best moments for me that why I guess the Michelob Ultra moment is DeJounte Murray and his evolution, you know, the triple doubles, uh, you know, him becoming a vocal leader. I mean, that was a really good ultra moment for the Spurs fan base, knowing that he could be the next big face of the Spurs. He he, he definitely shined. He had his ultra moments. And I, I think the Spurs are in good hands at the point guard spot with him moving forward. You know, it was just really just a joy to see him develop. There was an enjoyment, you know, watching him perform. He went to the triple doubles. Uh, some of the excitement he brought. It was just a good season for him. And that is the Michelob Ultra moment of this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Hey, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. I I would certainly say that he's part of this young core. At 21 years old, he ha- he's young enough. And then again, like I said, this is a first round talent. This was not some second round Project talent. They signed. They signed Trey Jones to a full contract. For contrast, they Chemezi Metu did get a contract that they had some high hopes from. He didn't get it. But like Quindary Weatherspoon got a two-way contract, and now he's going to be a he's going to be a re- unrestricted free agent. As the Spurs are not going to move on with him. And that was another sign that Trey. The Spurs really have a lot of confidence in Trey Jones that they're willing to move on with one of their other projects so they can spend more time on this pro- on this guy. And he might be a little bit of a project, but I don't really. He, I don't think there's too much that he needs to improve on. He needs to improve on his outside shot. That's that's needed in today's game, especially for this team that desperately needs an outside shot. But the defense, like I said, the defense he brings, 
the playmaking, that's all there. And really, he just has to get adjusted to the game, and that shouldn't take too long. He In some of the last games, he scored like 11 points against Utah in 23 minutes of action on 62% shooting. So he's whenever he's whenever he's gotten some minutes, he's usually gotten some points out of it. There's a, especially in the later half of the season. There's not too many times that he had z- that he racked up zero points. You you look at um, what the Spurs at least reportedly did recently. There has not been an official statement from San Antonio, but it, it looks like all signs are pointing to that they're parting ways with Gwendari Weatherspoon. Is that another vote of confidence towards Jones? Certainly. Like I like I said, it's again they're moving on from a project that just a second round project that didn't really pan out for two seasons. And I think they're they're willing to give Trey Jones the opportunity. You know, you're looking at his game last season, and it's kind of almost unfair because you know, it was almost a tale of two leagues. You know, he, there was Trey Jones, the Austin Spurs guy, and then there's Trey Jones, the San Antonio Spurs guy that got stapled to the bench for the most part. But if you can kind of dissect and maybe just look at what he did, whether it was in Austin or in San Antonio, what would you like to see him do next season to advance his game? Like I said, I think I would love to see him develop an outside shot because if he's able to develop an outside shot, his offensive game is going to be really well-rounded in terms of he's going to have the playmaking. He can do some inside scoring. Then you add on the outside scoring. He's going to be a really deadly threat in terms of offense coming, coming off if he's able to develop that. So, this season, a lot of the Spurs, a lot of Spurs young guys are going should be working on their three this offseason. And I think Trey Jones is certainly no exception to it. Yeah. One thing I want to see him develop it is on the lines of the outside shot, but especially the deep ball, as you mentioned, the three ball. He only took five attempts from the three line last season with San Antonio. Um, he made uh, three of them. So, again, again, not a very large sample size to see if he can do it. But in Austin, and again, we, you know, you, you saw him in Austin. You spoke with him too. Did you see him willing to take the three shot? Could you learn anything from that? He didn't really take too many. He tempt, at least in the bubble, he attempted 1.7 per game in seven outings at only 8%. So not great. Not, not, it's not, it's not something to write home about at all. But then uh, again, you, you saw him at least take one or two. Whenever he was taking, given an open shot, he would take one or two in his NBA minutes. He didn't do too much, but overall, a 60% three point shooting on barely one attempt per game. I say good job. It's at, it's at least encouraging, but I overall, he's still going to have to work on it. Luckily, Spurs are one of the best in terms of fixing jump shots. Absolutely. All right. It's going to give it our season grade for the rookie. I'll get this going. I'm going to give him an I incomplete just because I don't think we know exactly what he can do when he gets significant NBA minutes. Now, you, you saw his counterpart, Devin Vassell. He got a lot of minutes with the San Antonio team and, you know, you could pretty much give him a grade. But with Trey Jones is different because although you put stock in what he did in Austin, you got to wonder if what we saw in Austin or in this case in Austin at the bubble. Orlando bubble can translate into the NBA once he's given real solid minutes on the San Antonio court time. Yeah, it's it's incomplete for me too, but when looking at his G League performance, I got to give him an A. Just in terms of he was showing that he was one of the yeah. better players out there and usually a really good indicator of when it comes to G League play. If a player is if a player's out playing their competition in the G League level and they're being one of the best players on the court, 
that tells you that they are at least NBA, they're NBA talent. They deserve to be in the NBA in some, in some level. Now, again, it's incomplete in terms of how his game has done on the NBA level specifically, but at the G league level, he's excelled and he's shown that he can, he can ball. Now we, like you said, it's an eye and incomplete for NBA level, but G league talent. I, I was really impressed. Yeah. And then the, his, his play with Austin last year was just great. I, I, do you expect him to be in Austin next season? I don't think so. It, okay. Unless, unless you start, you get more guards all of a sudden when it comes, say that you resign Patty and yeah. you get some other additional guard that I'm free to see for some, for some odd reason, maybe you see Trey Jones kind of go back and forth between San Antonio and Austin. But I think, I think he's going to be part of the rotation. All right. Well, there you have it. All right. Those are our thoughts on Trey Jones and his rookie season. We want to hear from you. Uh, yeah. Let us know what you think right now. All right. We're going to shift gears and talk about the rumor mill. It's already started Ty. Here we go. You know, we, this report saying the Spurs are interested. Listen to those keywords there, everybody interested, or they're looking at, or supposedly and this and that. Well, let's start off with one that reportedly could have happened during the season and that's involving lamarcus aldridge and the boston celtics now a lot of fans ty didn't really understand the article you know thinking like what do you mean lma you know he 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 was long gone with this deal no no no. this is when lma was still a spur before he uh got bought out and left to the nets so if casey did not hear according to uh sports illustrated uh, mannix uh the report is that the spurs and the celtics had a deal involving LaMarcus Aldridge and Kemba Walker. It fell apart, obviously, and the Spurs were left empty-handed again. My first thought was, if this report is true, Ty, then at least the Spurs were trying. Your thoughts? Yeah, and specifically for this trade, it doesn't make sense on on the surface. And you, my assumption with all of this was that, because Kemba Walker has a pretty hefty contract with um, yeah. with Boston at, at 34 34 million this season 36 million next season and a player option the next the following season it's a hefty contract and my the way i would see it is the spurs would the spurs were trying to trade for draft capital trying to give this was actually something i was thinking that would happen last offseason where we saw the rumors for lma to the warriors that the expiring contract was a very valuable contract especially for a team that's severely over the cap and is paying probably overpaying a player that should not be paying around money. So my assumption with this was that Spurs were trading LMA for Kimball Walker, along with trying to get some draft capital to save first round pick. But we, we all know that Danny Ainge has been close on pulling the trigger, but he's never <laughs> pulled on the trigger for some major trades. Hell, he didn't trade. There were some, some rumors like, I'm going to say Jalen Brown or someone for Kawhi back in the time day. Mm-hmm. And they Danny H didn't pull on that. So it's, it was no surprise that he didn't pull the trigger on this. But again, I think the Spurs would have gone for draft capital and maybe try to give away, try to do, trade Kemba Walker this offseason, say that they did have him to to open up their cap space as well. Right, yeah. That, they had a, a Walker's deal he has a 76 million dollar um payout in his final contract season so yeah i mean there definitely is the financial aspect to it and why the spurs would make it to unload that kind of money they're already well under the cap you know so imagine if they were able to do that 
be a lot better. But nevertheless, you know, if you just look at it from just a player roster standpoint, yeah, it didn't make sense because of the glut of guards the Spurs have from Murray to White to Jones to Mills. The list goes on and on. So on paper, it didn't make sense. But at the same time, maybe it kind of did because of Derek White and his injury-prone season last year. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action over at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Don't go sitting on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts use promo code Locked On. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Well, why? Well, they got nine delicious flavors, including the limited time flavor, which, by the way, is Grasshopper. I know, but it's really good. Trust me. Go get yourself a Built Bar box over at BuiltBar.com. Other flavors include coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie. The list goes on and on. There's something for everyone. But if you can't decide, Built Bar has for you a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Now, most of the flavors have just 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. You can't go wrong with the Built Bar. They're amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. What I need you to do right now is go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, get yourself 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. But never, you know, Kemba, you know, if the deal had gone through, you know, he averaged about 19 points per game, four rebounds, and close to five assists per game. Even if the Spurs kept him moving forward after the season or dealt him, do you think he would have made an impact for the Spurs? Do you think maybe he could have helped beat Memphis in the play-in tournament? Maybe get a higher seed in the play-in tournament? You know, if, if things were, how do you see him on the on the court for this Spurs team? I'm honestly not sure. You could have maybe helped with the injury issues that the Spurs were having, especially with Derek going up and down between his toe injury to his to the COVID situation, then his right. ankle injury. Maybe Kimba Walker could help with that depth and give your and giving you some really some all some previous All Star talent. In terms of future, I don't think he would have fit. He's going. He's 31 years old now. It just doesn't fit the. It doesn't fit the pl- the plan for the Spurs. And again, we don't know how far these conversations go. May, maybe, maybe Boston called San Antonio to, to give that trade. Maybe they had a few discussions that maybe evolved and just, again, day and age didn't pull the trigger at the end, most likely. But we'll never know, unfortunately. But I, I just, it's very, it's a big unknown of what would have happened with Kimba Walker. I don't think he would have stayed in silver or black long. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. I don't think he would have been, yeah, I think it would have just uh, been a pit stop for him until his next, um, you know, stop in his NBA career. But, you know, we, we, we mentioned about how, you know, well, he could have helped with white and, you know, when white's coming in and out of the roster due to injury, but it wasn't like Kimbo was Mr. Uh, He-Man and, you know, being there, the Iron Man every game for Boston, he had multiple injuries last year and he only played 43 games in a shortened season. So he had some issues too, but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, do, do you wish this deal went down, uh, you know, just for the draft capital or the, the financial aspect of it? Or are you kind of glad it didn't? 
I'm kind of glad it didn't just in terms of that money would have really hurt your cap situation. You're taking on, you would be also be taking on a lot more money than again. This goes back to like, I'm a little questioning what else would, because I feel like something else would have been in this trade because the money wouldn't match with LMA in the first place. So you'd probably be adding in like a Trey Lyles or something like that. So I'm kind of curious of what I'm, I'm curious of what would have happened in the long run, but if I made a just a straight up trade between Kimba Walker and LMA for you know, with additional first round pick or something like a late lottery, I don't know. I just I don't think it, in the long run it would not. I don't think I would have done it just in terms of how much it would have hurt your cap, especially with all those cap space that you're about to have, uh, and just not just being a huge question mark in your guard rotation, taking away minutes from guys like Dejounte from Derek and even Trey Jones. So in the end, I think I'm glad it didn't happen. All right. Well, here's uh, another report and we'll see if Ty wants it to happen or hopes that it doesn't happen. This is coming from Yahoo sports with the Spurs along with several other teams are interested. Just remember that keyword are interested in free agent forward swing guy. Kelly Oubre from the uh, Warriors. Uh, the report says, according to league sources, Miami, San Antonio, and the New York Knicks are among the teams interested in Oubre in free agency, and it's easy to see him at his best fitting into any of those places. The last season with the Warriors, he averaged 15.4 points and six rebounds per game, but he averaged a career low 32% from the three line. If this report is true, Ty, do you want the Spurs to pursue this or kind of take a step back? I think Kelly Oubre is a very fascinating fit with this first team in terms, especially if you, the three point shooting, he's not great at it and he's shooting at high volume, which is not better either, but it'd be fascinating just with the athleticism and just with the athleticism in general, putting him on in your bench rotation with guys like Lonnie, with Trey, with uh, say, say Luca is in the bench rotation. Putting him there is pretty fascinating to see what he can do in terms of being another score inside. He can shoot really well from all around the floor besides the three-point line. Other seasons, he like his last season of Phoenix, he actually shot shot really well, 35% from deep. So that's kind of it's kind of like the league average around that point. But it's very I'm very curious to see if they would sign him. He would actually fit age-wise with this young core. He's only mm-hmm. he's only 25 going on 26. And it'd be another, it'd be a really good score to have on that team. So maybe Chip England fixes his three point shot to mm-hmm. improve his three point shooting. You never know, but it's very fascinating and I would not hate it. Yeah, I wouldn't hate it as well if the Spurs were to ink him. Now, for me, again, it just goes to how much he's asking for. And you've already seen some uh, news already about certain players and what they're asking for. So I, I would expect Uber would be wanting a lot. It's just you know, the Spurs are willing to do that for a guy who, I guess, would it safe to say he's still a project because you don't know what his potential can be. But that's also the good side of that is because there's still potential. Yeah, all, what we've seen so far in his young NBA career is not bad, but it's not great. Also, you know, he's he's athletic. He's six foot seven. He's, he's a slashing player. He has a seven foot three wingspan. He is a 3ND guy if he could just get the three thing down pat. And that's where a guy like Coach Chip would kick in. I, I I see him as possibly wreaking his potential in the Spurs system, Ty. 
Yeah, and he's coming off a fifteen million dollar rookie extension, so like or thirty thirty million two year extension. So or contract. That's my bad. So maybe he signs around that same that same line. I don't think he's earned himself a contract that's above twenty million in terms, especially with his inconsistencies. But again, I it's pretty. It's an interesting fit to see what if he would become a starter. If he would come off the bench, honestly, I think he'd be great off the bench with that with the personnel around him so it's a it's a very curious it's a very curious move right. and now, so, again the, like i oh, said i'm not i'm not going to hate it yeah well let me ask you if this report is true um is this a signal that the team may be willing to part or not resign forward rudy gay and who's also going to be free agent this summertime i think it shows not just that but that they're willing to move on from demar Derozan because kelly Oubre is plays that plays his position so if you're, if the Spurs are interested in small forwards like Kelly Oubre Jr., that probably means Demar is on the his way out. Again, it depends on Demar's Demar. Everyone forgets that this is a two way road that Demar also has to agree to come want to come back. But it's, it I think it's it's signaling not just the exit of Rudy Gay possibly, but the exit of Demar Derozan as well. Yeah, it's in, I like I said, I would not hate it. I just hope it's just not an overpay because this is the, the first time in a long time the Spurs are going to have this type of financial capital to play with. And they, they could be heavy hitters. Now, the problem is, though, is that the free agency pool was now lukewarm. It's not as great as it was to start the season. There's DeMar DeRozan. There's Kawhi Leonard. You know, everybody knows the usual suspects. Ubre is a part of that. And, you know, I can see him fit with this team. But I'm worried about the inconsistency and also worried about reports of work ethic. Ty, you've heard that about Ubre that his work ethic is not that great. That could be an issue in San Antonio, Ty. It could be. We've seen it with guys like Chemezi, where while Chemezi had some gifts, his work ethic wasn't there from what from what I saw, what we what we saw in general, that just wasn't it wasn't fitting. It wasn't clicking. And the Spurs were not. Spurs were not hesitant from moving on from that. So mm-hmm. it I'd be curious to see if this is a short-term deal to really see what he does that he needs to earn his contract. So again, he the last contract he signed was a two-year deal. It could not be it could very well be another two-year deal just to see where he could could what could happen. And also, I think it would be a much tradable a easily tradable contract in terms like a 15 a 15 million dollar deal. That's tradable. That's why he was traded from Phoenix to Golden State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the Spurs are, Spurs are probably going to set themselves up, selves up for a few options. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, here we go. Is a question for you, Ty. Buying or selling this report? I'm buying on it. It's Spurs have the cap money, have the cap space for it. It's a player in a position that they do need in terms of wing depth. So I'm going to buy on it. It's you you really don't hear much from San Antonio in terms of rumors because it's they'll they keep their lips sealed very tight and they're not they're not going to allow a lot of leaks to happen that's why you don't hear too much while other teams you hear a lot of rumors about Miami New York Los Angeles being interested in blank because those are big market teams with a lot of ears a lot of ears around and mouths that are happy are happy to spread rumors so you're not going to hear too much. I know people are going to complain about that. that oh, why aren't the Spurs interested in this? But if I'm hearing the Spurs are interested, that's probably a sign that 
it's probably true and there's they're signaling signaling something yeah and um look we know the spurs or want to continue in this young core youth movement moving forward until you know everything gets clicking and they're going to become a viable playoff team. And I think Uber can fit in that system. I just want to make sure again that that work ethic is there because guys like DeJounte Murray, Kelvin Johnson are not, you know, although they they appear very young and you know goofy and you know in, in their media chats and you know DeJounte, you know, willing to be that big brother, a uh, larger alpha world moving forward. I don't want to see a guy who doesn't have a good work ethic come in and disrupt that. That's that's just a concern for me. You know, I don't need a locker room distraction for this young team. I just hope he's not going to be that. Now, there is some potential, though, because although he had a, you know, less than, you know, or subpar season with the Warriors last year, he did average uh, from early February to early April 17.7 points per game, 6.5 rebounds, and about 47% shooting overall and 37% from the three-line tie. Again, there's that potential tie. And if that potential is there, I can see it fitting in San Antonio. Yeah, it's – again, I can, see, I can see the fit. I can see what you can do. I can see the potential, like you said – there's potential with this signing possibly, especially with him only being 25 going on 26. So there, there is some solid potential and there's a, definitely a fit. It just, the question is, is the inconsistency going to still be there or is he going to get himself out of it? That's where the, yeah. I think that's the biggest question mark with Kelly Oubre. All right. Well, there you have it. The latest uh, Spurs rumor mill news right here on locked on Spurs. We're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about Trey Jones? Did you like his rookie season? I know it wasn't that much in a San Antonio uniform, but you got a heavy dose of him with Austin. Is it enough for you to beam with the smile that the Spurs got themselves a gem? Or are you still one of those that think the jury is still out? And what do you think about those Spurs rumors from Kelly Oubre to what could have been reportedly between Spurs and Celtics? We need to know. Ty, uh, first of all, again, I hope you're avoiding any um, – Trolls or what I think mm-hmm. you call them the trolls. Yeah, whatever you kids say. Uh, moving forward, you know, maybe did you, I don't think you said anything that would spark them in this episode of Lockdown Spurs, unless you want to. Go ahead. Well, but, I I did say that this may be a sign that Demar might be leaving. So I just repeated something I said, something I've said in the past before, and they will most likely bite on it again. So that's probably where it's going. Do you live for this side? Do you want all that? I don't. Smoke? I don't live for it. And the idea that. I, it's I'm not doing this in out of spite of Demar Derozan or these or these trolls or anything like that. I'm doing it because it's just the logical choice, that, at least in my head, that you move on from Demar Derozan, especially with the young talent that you got, the money that you have available, and just the the fit with the team. It's just that I'm just doing what I log- logically think is right, and Demar Derozan just doesn't fit with the team. That's just where I'm logically doing it. I'm not doing this out of spite. That's just how I think, and that's my opinion. Everyone you, has an you, opinion. You really want to have one of those weekends, don't you? Online. I don't want to. I don't want <laughs> another weekend. I don't want to. I don't. As much as I can laugh at, at these at these trolls at times, I don't live for it. I'm not. That's not what I'm searching. <laughs> uh, yes, it does stir the pot, and maybe stirring the pot is fun at times. But I don't really care at this point. I'm just saying yeah. what I logically think, and everyone has their opinion on what on how they think this team should go forward. And how they feel about DeMar DeRozan. It, just having a certain opinion does not make you 
a dumbass or anything like that <laughs> i might go. i might call, i might call you i might not say that's a, uh, it's not a smart move in my opinion but that's why i said it's in my opinion it's that's what? just how i'm thinking how the team's going forward don't people take it way too personally that's all i'm saying well if you want to give your opinion to ty uh make sure to follow him on twitter at the Ty Yeager to make sure to listen to his Spurs show uh, at the line podcast. Just Google it. There you go. Subscribe to whatever platform the at the line is on right now. As for me, well, subscribe to locked on Spurs, wherever you get your favorite podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Google play, the new audacity app. It's all there, but Hey, you know, if you need your NBA playoff coverage or, or finals coverage, that's right around the corner. Well, then it's brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. So, yeah, Road to the Finals brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Ty, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're one piece, and I'm, I'm glad that you are still healing up from your back injuries. You know, I'm much, much, much older than you, but you have, like, an old man injury right now. It's a very old man injury. I feel like an old man. Some, like... One of the biggest things is I'm I stand up from like sitting, but I can't like stand up straight for a good minute, and I feel like I'm hunched over. I have a cane, I'm holding my back at the same time. I feel like the quintessential old man. That should be me right now. The roles are being reversed right now. Ty, you need like to slow. This. You need to slow down, Ty. When... I don't like this. All right, old make man. it stop. All right, old man, go co- go yell at the clouds. I will. Tell everybody to get off your lawn. I'm going to go yell at the sun for making it too hot. All right, do that. All right. So for Ty Yeager, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs. Spurs.